Blog Talk Radio. Well, good morning, everyone. It's Tuesday, March 17th, and that means evacuation day. <laughs> we know what it means. It means St. Patrick's Day here in Boston. But we refer to it as Evacuation Day so all of the uh, employees can get off. And we had a crazy, I live in South Boston, and we had the crazy parade. So trying to recover from that. And we've got a fantastic show this morning. My co-host, Rebecca Tripp, the metaphysical flight attendant. Hi, Rebecca. Are you here? Hi, Tom. I'm here. Yes. Okay. Just say, say hi to everybody. Hi. Nice to be out here again talking to everyone, and yes, Great. I'm well, a metaphysical we... flight attendant. <laughs> That's right, and you're the one who brought uh, Ed to us uh, because he's working on a marketing program. So I'm going to read a little introduction that I put on the uh, website last night, and uh, it says basically that since 2001, I'm taking this right off of Ed's page, Ed McDonough has been a successful entrepreneur and multi-business owner who has a unique talent for developing and implementing long-term marketing strategies. In addition, he also enjoys his helping passionate entrepreneurs plan, promote, and launch their business from the ground up. After 25 years in corporate America as an information technology professional, Ed parlayed his longtime woodworking hobby into profitable custom furniture and cabinetry business, which he owned and operated for seven years. Due to his rapid success with his first business, other business owners sought Ed's advice in regard to planning, starting, and marketing their business, which eventually led him to developing a full-time professional coaching practice. Today, Mr. McDonough is the owner of Executive Coaching in Walpole, Mask. Welcome, Ed. Thanks, Tom. Thanks so much uh, to have, having me on the show today, and uh, happy St. Patrick's Day. Well, thank you. It's, 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 it's a great day. It's a, little, it's a little cloudy, but we'll do with it. Uh, so, Ed, you uh, first of all, why not? You know, I thought it'd be interesting if you don't mind talking about how you and Rebecca connected, and because I connected with Rebecca in the same way, and I think uh, that meeting, you know, uh, Steve Jobs, who's my hero, uh, who talks about connecting the dots, and you never know where the dots are going to go. Little did I know when I walked into uh, Rebecca's seminar that day that years later we would still be connected and make this connection. So, do you mind talking about how you met Rebecca? No, not at all, not at all. Um, so, uh, as you mentioned, I was an entrepreneur. I was a, an IT professional, excuse me, for for 25 years, and I I broke out of corporate and started a, a custom furniture business because I had been a woodworker my whole life. So it was just kind of a natural progression for me to turn my woodworking hobby into a business. And uh, after I was in that business for um, about five or six years. Um, started coaching uh, uh, w- other woodworkers on, on how to um, uh, start their business and market their woodworking business. Uh, but I knew something was kind of missing in my life. And so um, I, I uh, stumbled a, uh, upon uh, a book called The uh, Attractive Factor by a guy named Joe Vitale. And uh, to make a really long story short, that led me on the path to really um, – uh, Trying to learn how to, uh, you know, uh, uh, become more spiritual and um, and get guidance from from my higher self, and uh, and that led me to Rebecca because one of the things that I learned in in all the books I read was that meditation was a key component of that, and at that time uh, Rebecca was uh, uh, very active in teaching the Silva Ultramind system, so I uh, I went and took her class, and. Uh, Rebecca and I, right from the get-go, made a connection there. And while I was taking her class, 
um, it came to me through through you know my higher being that um, that I should go out and also teach meditation. And so uh, I followed that path. Rebecca hooked me up with all the right people, and went and became a, uh, a Silva Ultramind and meditation instructor myself. So that's kind of that's kind of how we met. And I think that was back in like. I can't even remember now, but I think it was back in like 2009, something like that. Wasn't it, Rebecca? Um, it was either it was six or then. nine. I can't remember. Yeah. It was, it was a few years ago. I started yeah. teaching the so, Silva in 2006. Yeah, actually, maybe it was. I think you're right. I think it was around 2006. So, um, Yeah, and so we, we've we just remained friends, you know, all this time. So, yeah. It's great. It does connect great. when we're all on that journey of self-realization. <laughs> Well, since the, uh, the 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 topic of our um, we call our program upbeat, and we try to uh, certainly concentrate, especially on the spiritual side, because of Rebecca's book, the metaphysical flight attendant. And what did you start? I mean, we're gonna I, again, we want to get down to specifics and find out about your your business and how you can take an entrepreneur, a, a person starting the business, and bring them to the point of profit and certainly revenue at first, but how did how did your, um, your your training? How did that experience? Did you find that you you had benefits right away from uh, the silver mine control, or did it take a little while? Or how was it? How are those uh, principles that you learned continued to help you? Well, actually, it happened right away for me. My you know kind of my aha moment was um, uh, the class that Rebecca taught was a two day class, and one of our assignments after the first day was to go home and go into the meditative state and, um, you know, really ask for some guidance. And so I did that. I, I, I went home and I was able to get in the meditative state and, um, and I asked, you know, what, what's, what's my life's purpose? And it came back to me that I was, you know, supposed to help others improve their life. Um, so, I mean, it was, you know, the, the next day when I was in class, I was all excited because this, this message came to me and, um, and you know, I knew right then that okay, that that led me on the path to uh, becoming a meditation instructor. And then, of course, you know, the the longer you do this, the more guidance you get. And um, uh, and and although I don't teach meditation all that much these days, um, you know, I help people in a different way with with you know marketing their business. So so I, I would say, yeah, the results were pretty instantaneous for me. Wow, that's that's great. You know, I mean, because. Uh, Rebecca and I always talk about the voice. <clears throat> you know, a lot of people feel uncomfortable talking about our inner voice. Or certainly Steve Jobs had no problem talking about it. And right. uh, all, all great all great innovators and, and teachers uh, speak about it, and that's the thing that you learn to trust. So, super. Okay, now, concerning your business, I, again, you're, am I correct in saying that uh, the days of the cold call uh, no longer apply, and with the marketing techniques that you uh, possess and that you teach and that you implement for uh, entrepreneurs, um, why don't you explain what those are and, and how that all comes about? Sure. Um, well, I don't. I don't think the day of the cold call is gone. I think there's there's always a place for it, um, but not particularly for me in my business. I'm not a cold calling type of person, so. When I started my first business, I realized pretty quickly that I had to become very good at marketing if I didn't want to have to be on the phone cold calling businesses or knocking on doors or anything like that. Um, so, um, 
And I, and I think a lot of entrepreneurs uh, feel that way. Um, I, I'm pretty I'm pretty active with the United Regional Chamber of Commerce. I'm on their board of directors, which is out in um, out in the Attleboro region. And um, so I, I interface with with small businesses all the time. And one thing I've learned about about small businesses is that the business owner is really good at doing what their business is about. You know. Um, uh, you know, so in Rebecca's case, you know, she's she's phenomenal at the metaphysical stuff and and um, and teaching meditation and being spiritual and helping people on the path that way. You know, for someone who owns a pizza shop, that's you know that's where their love is. Their love is in the sauce and making the dough and making the pizzas and plumbers and electricians and you know lawyers and doctors and dentists. So everybody falls into that falls into that category. What they're not so good at is actually promoting their business. And um, I was fortunate enough when I started my first business to hire a, a really great marketing consultant, and I hired them to teach me how to market, not to do it for me. And and that's when I fell in love with marketing and, and became, uh, you know, very passionate about it. You know, so basically what I learned was that, was that when we – talk about our business, we want to be talking about the benefits that people get by working with us. But what most businesses do is they tell people what they do, not what they get. And so, um, you know, over the over the past, uh, you know, 13, 14 years or so since I've been, you know, a business owner, um, I've really learned how to recognize in just about any business what the benefits are and to be able to commute, communicate that to the prospects for that business so that it engages them and gets them to take some kind of action, take the next step towards becoming a customer of my own business or that business. Um, That's, you know, I, mean, I yeah. was an executive for Fuji Medical Systems for years and, uh, you know, that's what, one of the things. I was also the sales trainer for that organization. And that was one of the toughest things to drum into people's heads, that it is, all, it is not about the features. It is all about the benefits. What's in it for, for the client? Okay, so now how, knowing, once you establish the benefits and make them aware of that, so now the next step, of course, is to, to broadcast that, to, to market it. So what happens right. then? Yeah, well, there's, you know, there's a lot of different paths you can go down and, um, um uh, you know, uh, so, so I, I actually still do the work work in direct mail. You know, so not everything I do is internet based. Um, although the you know I would say ninety eight percent of it is. Um, uh, but I you know I still have some clients with direct mail. It's really um, it's it's not so much about the the medium you use. It's more about the message that, that you use. Um, I happen to love the internet because of. Uh, Two reasons. Number one is it's very, very cost-effective to to advertise online and to get customers from that. And the second thing is is that your results come almost instantaneously. So you know, back in the old days when we only had direct mail, we put together a mailing campaign. You know, it might be uh, three or four or five pieces of mail that we're going to mail out, and that happens over a 30-day period. And you know, so we have to we have to prepare everything. We have to get it printed. We have to mail it, and then we have to wait for the results to come in. And that could be four, five, six, nine weeks before we actually know what our results are. Or on the internet, you can do the same thing in three days. Um, so so I love the fact that it that it's instantaneous. You can get feedback right away, and you can determine, hey, is this campaign working? Is it not? 
you know, what, what can we tweak? The other thing that's great about the Internet is there's also a lot – it's also a lot easier to measure your results. And, um, and that's, a, that's a thing I think most small businesses don't do is they don't take the time to measure their results. They, they create an ad, they put it out there, and then they have no means of actually knowing if that ad is working or not. Um, so I think that's a, that's a huge mistake. It's also a huge waste of money for most people. So, um, you, you know, so, so that's kind of my philosophy is I want to make sure that, that we're doing something that's measurable. We can track our results. Uh, we can quantify it, and we can say, yes, we are getting a return for our investment. And that's why I think, you know, the Internet is, is one of the best ways to go. Absolutely. Now, you mentioned the ad uh, component. Is that what you uh, mo- mostly focus A lot of people are using blogs. A lot of people are using content. A lot of people are using their Facebook pages, their websites, their direct email. So which, if, if you take the components of direct email, blogging, uh, Facebook posting, et cetera, et cetera, and then also throw in the, the advertising, how, which do you emphasize the most? Well, you know, the, the game changes all the time, Tom and Rebecca. Um, you know, it's, it's pretty interesting because, um, uh, you know, so some of the biggest ways to, to without, outside of advertising, to, to get your message out there on the Internet, obviously social media, you know, the Facebook, the LinkedIn, the Twitter, um, the, you know, Instagram, Pinterest, um, great, great ways to get your message out there. Blogging can still be effective. Um, although it's not as popular as it used to be. Um, video marketing was extremely popular a couple of years ago, and and that is still um, uh, a, a viable way to get your message out there. Um, obviously, uh, having a web page um, and, and having you know any kind of a presence online counts. But what I found is that um, as of uh, last July, there are now over 1 billion websites online. And so, so that means that, you know, your website is competing with thousands, hundreds of thousands and millions, rather, of, of other websites for, for people to find you and get noticed. So it's a lot harder, in my opinion, a lot more difficult for people to get found organically. In other words, uh, someone goes to, I'll uh, use myself as an example, uh, someone goes to Google, types in marketing consultant, well, I just have to tell you that my website is not going to show up on page one of Google for the phrase marketing consultant. So so what's another strategy that we can use? Well, well, right now, the best strategy I believe that's out there is to actually advertise online and to do that advertising through Facebook because what Facebook has done is, Facebook really isn't a social media company. What Facebook is is an advertising company. And, um, and, and what they've done is they've compiled all the information for every one of their users about what they like, what they like to do, um, what their interests are, who they follow, um, you know, what products they follow. And they've made that information uh, uh, available to marketers in a sense that, that – I can go in, and if I want to target business owners who live in Walpole, Massachusetts, which is where I'm from, who um, who own a home and buy things online, I can do that via Facebook. I can target down to that demographic. 
There's also a psychographic component too, and what that is is the buying habits that people have. So, so if I want to target people who have only bought products online, I can do that. I can target between uh, different age brackets. I can target males. I can target females. I can target both of them. So Facebook has made it very attractive for marketing people like myself to create an ad and drive that ad to a specific, very focused, tight target audience and get excellent results for a very, very reasonable amount of money. Um, so uh, to sum that up, I, you know, it's my opinion that online advertising is absolutely the fastest, easiest, and most cost-effective way to drive targeted traffic to whatever your offer is online, whether that's your website or your blog or you know, a, a page that you're selling something on. Great. So one of the things that I think is fascinating is, uh, you know, uh, Rebecca, since we both know Rebecca and since we're both involved yep. in, um, you know, sharing an interest in her business and we see the promise of that. And, you know, I've certainly tried to um, help Rebecca through, uh, you know, talking about Facebook and posting and, and uh, her blog and doing some videos. And we've seen some results that way. So now... Can you, do you uh, uh, I would, well, Rebecca, why don't you tell us how you finally decided that you wanted to move ahead and how you contacted Ed and what you guys are working on right now? Okay, yeah. Well, Ed and I got back together about six months ago and started working on a project. And, um, you know, Ed knows marketing and I know metaphysics and we both love metaphysics, so there's a great connection there. And we started working on a video uh, program that just hit the networks. And um, it's called the Abundance Attractor. And um, also the Abundance X Factor is a program that you can uh, log into. But you can sign up for the Abundance Attractor. And um, he's helping me market it, and he he's very good with the technical side of everything. He knows how to do webinars. It's To me, it's kind of a complicated business, but um, it's certainly the way things are going now. I did um, seminars live all over the country for five solid years, and those seminars that I was giving really aren't to be found very frequently in the country now because um, people don't like so much to go to the hotels and travel, and they like to sit at home, and you can do these things on your on your computer, take these kinds of workshops, which is a great thing. So that's what we decided to do, and... Uh, we're in the process of putting that out there right now, aren't we, Ed? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, Re- Rebecca is just uh, um, an unbelievable wealth of spiritual knowledge um, and, and w- was a real joy for me to work with her because, um, you know, every time we're, we're together, I, I learn something from Rebecca, and, and, and that's awesome. So uh, it, was, it was kind of an honor for me to be able to um, be able to uh, help her develop a really – um, exciting and, and and I think kind of a cutting edge workshop uh, where she really pulls back the curtain and she's sharing you know some of her her best ideas, her best secrets, her 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 most intimate moments um, as a metaphysical uh, coach and, and spiritual person, and we've been able to capture that and put that into a program 
that, that I feel is one of the best programs out there that people can really learn how to bring more abundance into all areas of their life. And we're talking, you know, uh, health and well-being, uh, spirituality, uh, prosperity. Um, so, so uh, um, you know, it's, it's, it's just been great to be able to, to, to work with her and do that. And our, so our goal from a marketing standpoint now is to um, – uh, we've created, a, or Rebecca has created, um, a free video that people can go and watch and, and get a sampling of, of what she has to offer. Um, and then once they, uh, once they get that, they can choose to either go down the path and continue to work with her. Um, you know, if they liked her, her style of, of teaching and, and what she has to say and they can relate to that, um, then they can certainly take the next step and, and sign up for the uh, Abundance X Factor program. And then they'll actually get to interact live with Rebecca. So they'll, they'll get a weekly module that they'll get to watch via video, and that also comes with a worksheet uh, that helps them, uh, uh, you know, uh, fine-tune the course to their own uh, personal needs. And then when they have questions, which is, which is really, you know, a lot of people, especially in the spiritual realm, they have questions after they learn something. Well, the cool part is, is they'll be able to get on the phone with Rebecca and and have her answer those questions in real time. So it's it's a pretty phenomenal program. Great, and thank so you. I, I find, I, yeah, I find it fascinating because I've seen the inception of this since uh, well, way long ago. Because uh, you know, Rebecca told me about her book, and then I watched that whole process. It took over two years for her to do that, and now to see again connecting the dots. Now all of a sudden you're involved. Uh, you helped her produce this program, so. If we can do this for the audience, here's a brand new business virtually, and it's just right. its inception. The product now is completed. And so can you give us an idea of the strategy of, of what you're going to do next? Are you, um, is it going to be Facebook ads? Is it going to be YouTube? Is it, what, what's going to happen next? Yeah, so our main, our main marketing strategy is, is kind of twofold. Um, so number one is, you know, uh, we both have um, a list of people that um, we can contact with, with this. So, um, so we've, we've done a little bit of email marketing, but really the mainstay of this um, marketing strategy is to do exactly what, what you said, Tom. We're going to go out onto uh, Facebook and we're going to advertise um, – uh, this uh, free video that people can go and watch because we want we want people to engage with Rebecca. You know, we're not we're not just trying to get people to sign up for the program. What we really want is we want people to engage with Rebecca and see her teaching style, and then um, and then you know make a make a decision from there if they want to keep working with her. Um, I actually call it a. The goodwill lead generation formula. It's it's actually uh, something that that I've been working with many different types of businesses with for some time now, where we where we go to our prospects and rather than say, hey, look at what we've got here and and why don't you buy it, we we demonstrate to them in advance that we're the right people that they should work with, and uh, so that's a, the exact approach that we're taking here. So so um, by the uh, by this weekend, we'll actually be running some ads on Facebook. And uh, measuring our results and tracking what's going on, and getting people into the program. So it's it's a pretty exciting time. So uh, based on what you were telling us earlier, and taking being specific and targeting, really targeting, what parameters do you give to Facebook, or, or do they do, do, do they set up a um, some type of 
uh, input, you know, data collection, so that you you fill in you you fill in the dots, and then they go go ahead with the, with the program. How do you, how does that work? That's an excellent question, Tom. Facebook um, Facebook developed a tool. It's part of their what's called their ads manager, and it's called um, Audience Insights. And in Audience Insights, it allows you to go in and target an audience by uh, by demographics, by geographic, and by psychographic. Now you don't have to use all three of those, but you have the capabilities to do that. Um, so, for instance, in our case, um, we're actually going to go in and target people that are interested in the law of attraction because everybody that's interested in the law of attraction, um, it, you know, it w- wants to bring more abundance into their life. And then also to um, uh, buy The Secret, the movie The Secret, because there's a big audience for that as well. And um, and then uh, we'll also look into metaphysics and things like that. So um, that happens to be a, an extremely large audience on on Facebook, and that's what you know. That's what we're going to go after. Is we're going to target those people because we know that those people like attracting abundance and manifesting and are, and you know the spiritual uh, aspect of that. Great. Now I'm going to throw this back to you, Rebecca. Uh, Ed said the first thing he taught small businesses and entrepreneurs was to look not so much at the features, but at the benefits. So what uh, would you say to the audience today are the benefits of what your program will do? Oh, well, um, the benefits are infinite, basically. But the great thing is they can really check me out with the free video. Um, by just clicking on that and, you know, getting a feel for my teaching style and seeing whether or not I resonate with them. And having been a student of many, many different teachers in my metaphysical life, and I've been a metaphysical junkie since um, the 60s, actually. I've been studying metaphysics for many, many years. And I have to say I am very pleased with this program because even when I watch it, I get to, I get a lot out of it. it. It's really very interesting. And I, I really think Ed and I coming together and doing it, it, it had just the right synergy and chemistry to make it happen because it, we looked back and it it seemed like it was so effortless after we'd finished doing the videos and, and doing the program together. It wasn't like work at all. It was really fun and and it just flowed. So. There's an awful lot of benefits. I think it's going to, you know, people will learn about spiritual healing, um, attracting more abundance into their lives in every area, living in the flow, um, connecting with your higher self. I mean, this is a mystery to so many people still on the planet. But the time for thinkers has come, and this is the time really to learn how to go within and make that divine connection. And this is just another avenue to really help people get that inner peace and find that peace that passes understanding, which is what so many people are looking for right now. So I'm really glad to be able to present this. So, you know, that's the part that I was kind of looking for here was, you know, just what you're saying. Let me. That's not another episode of Downton Abbey, folks. That's just a, a phone call or it's a ringtone. <laughs> and I just shut it off. So, so Rebecca, you in, when you read your book, uh, even though you don't bullet point the benefits, it's obvious 
that once you connected with the law of attraction and a creative visualization, et cetera, that there was a huge shift, especially in the healing aspect. You you had cancer, and then you were spiritually healed and never had to mm-hmm. undergo surgery and never had a recurrence. So some specific, you know, maybe I'm putting words in Jamal. Tell me if I'm off base. But so what people... Now, what is the number one, after all these years of doing this, I know what it is because you and I talk about it all the time, but I want to hear it from you. Mm. What would you say the number one, after years of doing this, the number one benefit from from going down a spiritual path? Uh, to me, the number one thing that is um, the reason to get on the spiritual path is to ultimately find out for yourself that no matter what life presents to you, there is always, a way to overcome or find a solution. And when you know that, you have a peace that you can't buy with money. It's just that's the pearl of great price. That's what everyone's looking for, inner peace. And knowing that you're connected to this divine intelligence that can supply you with everything you need whenever you need it and knowing how to tap into it. And in essence, that's really what what metaphysics is all about learning how to work with these divine laws that are governing the universe in a way that we can work with them and understand that when we're aligned with them, we can get results, and we, we're we living in the flow. We're happy. Yeah, and as you know, we talk about all the time, specific benefits are you sleep better, fear mm-hmm. disappears, uh, anxiety fear disappears. disappears. Right. Exactly. So now, Ed, those are the benefits. So now when you take the uh, – you, you start to uh, organize your uh, advertising campaign, what do you actually put up as a message in these ads, and how do you do that? Well, there's a great technique that um, that I've learned a long time ago. I, I mean, this is one of many, but I'm ha- happy to share this with everybody. It's called the So You Can technique. And basically what happens is – it's very easy for people to list the benefits of their business. Um, uh, I'm sorry, I got that backwards. It's very easy for people to list the features of their business, you know, what they do. It's, it's, it's not a problem to do that. So if you take a feature of your business and then you uh, use the word so you can and then you talk about a, a feature of it, so uh, I'll just give you uh, something right from one of our sales pages here, but um, discover the secret of manifesting your desires and what to look for. So that's kind of the benefit of – that's a feature of this course. So you can make sure you're attracting exactly what you want. So the benefit is you discover the secret of manifesting, and the feature uh, – I'm sorry, the feature is so you discover the secret of manifesting – And the benefit is so you can attract exactly what you want because we understand that people attract a lot of what they don't want. And so we want to be able to shift them towards that. So anytime you have a a feature, you want to think of what the benefit is of that, that the audience gets from that, and you want to tell them that they're going to get that benefit. So that's that's really how you create a, a, a very sound marketing message that relates to people. And as you said earlier, you know, um, the marketing message has to be about what's in it for them. And that's what the term so you can does. It makes the shift in the person's mind that says, oh, I, I get this. And and, if, and then because this feature is here, I'm going to get this benefit out of it. 
Yeah, exactly. What, uh, the way I was taught was the, the words were which means. In other words, uh, uh, this um, this. It's another way to say dual, so you can. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. What, this car has dual exhaust, which means it has more pickup and more power than, say, some a vehicle with one exhaust. You know, so you translate that. You're right, exactly, into a more specific benefit. So. Um, so now, when you actually do, you write an ad. How, how do you do this on Facebook? Yeah, so Facebook um, has a couple different means to uh, to advertise. Um, there, there's actually um, there are uh, what's called uh, the right side ads. Um, so they're they're ads that show up on the sidebar of, of Facebook when people are are on their home tab. Or actually, I think they show up when they are on their. Um, uh, yeah, they 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 pretty show pretty much show up uh, anywhere, whether they're looking at their own timeline or on their or they're on their home tab. There are also a type of ad called newsfeed ads. So when you're, when you're on your newsfeed, um, you see everything that all your friends have posted. Well, they allow marketers to place an ad in that newsfeed. And the cool part about it is, from a marketing standpoint, is it looks. Although it says sponsored on it, it pretty much looks like it's an ad. It could be a, a post from one of your friends. Um, so those, those, in my opinion, just seem to be the most effective. You can also advertise on mobile devices, which is, which is very good because um, right now in the U.S., I think uh, I, I know it's over 50%. I don't know the exact number, but 50, over 50% of all searches are done on a mobile device. So that could be a smartphone or a tablet. Um, so, you, so you can advertise on those devices as well. And then Facebook also has a partner program where you can run ads on other companies' websites um, through Facebook. Um, so to start off, I always recommend that you, advertise, you take your advertising and do just newsfeed ads and on the desktop platform. You don't do you don't do mobile until you find an ad that works really well. Um, you know, uh, really good marketing and advertising is all about testing, and it's it's a concept that most business owners really don't understand. They think I run an ad, I place it, I get customers. But what you really want to do is you really want to test you know your ads you want to create several ads and test them against each other to see which one performs the best which one gives you your biggest return on investment um so you know the beauty of facebook is they allow you to do that very easily so that you can test your ads once you find an ad that works really well then you ex expand it to other platforms you go to the mobile platform um you can go to the partner platform it, as long as they have the audience so it's it's having the right message to the right market at the right time. And in my opinion, I think Facebook is, is the best platform to do that on right now as we're, as we're here speaking today anyway. Yeah, I was going to ask you about alternatives like Yahoo and uh, Google, and, but still you feel that um, Facebook is the, is the number one. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, and the reason why is because not that those other platforms are bad and that you can't certainly run ads and, ma and make money and advertise your, your, your products and services there. The thing that I like about Facebook is you can really define your target audience. You know, Google a Google user from, you know, Google doesn't know what that user likes. They can tell about where that user is from. They might have some, you know, uh, 
uh, demographics on them, depending upon whether you have a Google Plus profile. Uh, they may know if you're a male or female. They may even know your age bracket. But they don't know your interests because they haven't recorded them where Facebook has, and that's the difference. You know, Facebook really understands the way the, – well, they don't, they don't understand, but they have the information that shows what, the way audiences buy, where they come from, uh, you know, all the demographic stuff that all the other platforms have, plus a lot more. So let me just give you an example. Uh, I'm a guitar player. I play as a hobbyist, and on my Facebook news feed, I always get ads for guitar strings and guitar picks and guitar amps and guitars because I've gone out and liked all the big guitar pages, you know, Fender and Gibson and Epiphone and all that stuff. So I get those ads all the time. Facebook knows that about me, and the, and you won't get those ads if you're not a guitar player and you haven't liked those pages, but I'll get them. So, so it really allows you to fine-tune the audience that you're, that you're targeting. And what that means is basically, you know, for the same $100 you'd spend on Google, you're going to get a much greater return on investment for that same $100 on Facebook because you can really target the audience. Well, that's fascinating. This is uh, extremely um, influential for me. I, I didn't know a lot of these specifics. So anybody listening to this right now, oh, by the well, I guess we can't take any callers now because we're on overtime. We have about, oh, about uh, eight minutes left here, but this is fascinating. Now, with, since you're dealing in video, what, where does YouTube fit into this or does it? Well, um, I would use YouTube, um, the way I use YouTube, as strictly as a marketing platform. Um, so there's actually, um, you can advertise on YouTube. Um, uh, but um, the, the days of, um, uh, so a couple of years ago, people would, would use YouTube as a way to uh, get their product or service indexed in Google. And um, that's, it, it's not that it's... Uh, it doesn't happen as much today. It's just, again, it's a, everybody figured it out. All the marketing people figured it out, and it's extremely competitive. So any of the things online that, that you're doing for free that have a supposed no cost, you know, it's just a, a time commitment. You're not, you're not spending dollars on advertising, which is posting on Facebook and posting on your Facebook page and Twitter and Pinterest and, and you know, creating YouTube videos and posting them on and doing – Doing Google Hangouts is another great video means uh, uh, to work with. All those free things work, but in my opinion, they don't work as well as just biting the bullet and paying for advertising. Because what happens is you ultimately spending, spend hours and hours and hours to get back very little results. And I know this firsthand because I did it. Um, where you know to set up an ad campaign on Facebook and drive some traffic to a a very targeted uh, page on your website, uh, you know, you can do that in an hour where, you know, um, if you want to do YouTube marketing and you want to blog and, and you want to constantly be out there on Facebook and posting, that takes hours and hours and hours of time. Um, so, you know, my solution for my own business and, and for my clients is to, look, let's just buy some traffic. Let's buy some really targeted traffic, send them, to a really, you know, place a really good ad, which typically I write. I'm a, you know, I'm a copywriter, a marketing person, so I know what Facebook wants. I know how to get the traffic to a website. 
Um, let's write some copy on that website that's compelling, that gets people to take action, and let's measure our return on investment there rather than spending you know, 10, 20, 30 hours a week on posting on Facebook and you know, posting on all the social medias and, and you know, trying to engage people that way. It, I, I think that's a much, much more difficult approach. And it's actually more costly because you're spending your time doing that as opposed to spending your money on advertising. Great. Now, let's say you have you're talking to one of your clients, and and for all these small business owners out there right now. So, say you spend is and I'm going to know that I know that this will differ for every industry and every business and every product. But if you spend a hundred dollars, say on average, um, what do you? Is there some way to measure? In, in revenue or re, uh, numbers of responses or actual sales, what you might get? Have you got anything, is, or is it that impossible? No, it's not impossible, actually. That's actually one of the benefits, one of the major benefits of, you know, doing pay-per-click advertising. And it doesn't matter what platform you're on. You can do that. Um, uh, you know, so basically what you really want to figure out is you want to know for every $100 I spend, how much revenue do I generate on the back end? And um, and that's called the you know that's called the conversion rate. Um, so you so you want to know what your conversion rate is if you know um, and it's it's different for every business and it's different for every offer. You know so uh, with what, what Rebecca and I are doing is we are going to send paid advertising for people to um, uh, get her free video on uh, theabundancexfactor.com. So so basically. You know, there's there's people clicking on the ad. Then when they get to the the page where they can sign up the the free video, um, the the next conversion rate is okay. For every, you know, I'm just going to pick a number out. For every 50 people that we send to that page, half of them sign up for the free video. So the conversion rate is 50 percent. You know, and maybe it won't even be that good. Maybe it'll be 30 percent. You know, um, but. Um, you know, then for the people that sign up for the free video, how many of them actually buy into Rebecca's paid course, the Abundance X Factor, and you know, uh, partner with her and and have her do some some you know coaching with them in that in that live interactive program. So, um, but those things are all measurable, and it and it does you know it, it will take some time to to find out what the what the metric is for that, but. It's pretty quick. It's it, you know we're talking about a couple of weeks here, as opposed to something that you know in the old days could take months and months and months. Um, but basically, we'll be able to to determine that for every hundred dollars we spend, we make X hundred dollars on the back end, and that's the beauty of doing it this way. Well, I've got a specific question. I, again, I think this is a fascinating program and extremely informative. There's lots of great content here for anybody, whether they're trying to market a book, whether they're trying to you know, get uh, audiences to come to their shows, etc. And one of the things that's been revolutionary, of course, is uh, social funding, you know, with the GoFundMes and the Kickstarters, yep. etc., and the Indiegogo. Now, uh, in my specific case, I'd be wanting to, uh, we're in the next phase of my business where we need funding to produce a lot of things. Uh, so what I hear you saying is by marketing these ads, you can bring, we have what we feel is an extremely entertaining 
website where right now there's not a lot of product per se there, but we could bring people in and develop fans. Will this kind of strategy work for that? And so that eventually, when you get enough fans and you launch a Kickstarter campaign, you'll get the funding you need? Yeah, I, you know, um, I think I think what I hear you saying is what you really want to do is lead generation. And every every one of the programs that I invoke, we're always capturing someone's name and email address as a lead so that we can continue to market to them uh, down the road. So uh, I, I think it's really important that when you do pay for advertising, um, rather than go from an ad to try to get somebody to buy something, you want to have an in-between where you're capturing that lead. And usually the thing to do is to give them some sort of free information. In our case, working with Rebecca, that free information is a 15-minute video that teaches them uh, about attracting abundance into their life. Um, so, uh, so they go from the ad to getting the free video, and then you know, from the free video, uh, if they like – what Rebecca has to offer, we give them an opportunity to upgrade into her paid class so that they can actually work with her live, you know, on a weekly basis, um, which is pretty cool because there's not a lot of metaphysical coaches, especially with what the talent and experience that Rebecca has that will work with you live one-on-one. -on -one. So, so it's not one-on-one, -on -one, it's in a group program, but, um, it, you know, it's still live and inter interactive. So, um, so that's you know that's what I think the strategy needs to be is go from the ad to to generating a lead, capturing that information by offering something for free um, that's that's useful and valuable and teaches the person something, as opposed to just going from that you know.